Hello and welcome in to Season 2 on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Caleb McCall. Tune in for Kingdom Conversations with Kingdom People and where we talk everything recovery and the church. Hello and welcome in to Recovery to Recovered podcast. It is my honor to get to be your host today. So pleased, so happy that you tuned in on the show today. Uh, I believe that I have a word from the Lord that is going to bless your life today. I believe it is going to be a kingdom key that unlocks something from heaven in your life. Uh, You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 16, he says to Peter, I will give you the keys to the kingdom and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Amen. Amen. And so as some of you have noticed or that listening uh, to the show or check out every episode. We have been releasing uh, this teaching that I have been doing at our church, which is now the Legacy Church. Amen. Praise God. We moved from Canvas Community Shelbyville into the Legacy Church, launched out on our own, and we are extremely excited about that. So as you can tell, some of these episodes are coming from the church um, where I have been preaching and been teaching on this over the last several weeks, uh, last several weeks, excuse me, uh, we have, you know, just been on this journey together and it has been incredible. God has really been speaking to me in my study time on this topic. And this is a teaching. Uh, this is uh, something that has dramatically changed my life um, when it comes to understanding the keys to the kingdom. You know, let's just, I'm just going to be straightforward and frank. Some things God doesn't need you to pray about. He just needs you to pull out your key. Uh, Y'all have heard me talk about this a little bit, you know, when talking about the tithe and talking about offerings, you know, so many of us were praying, God bless our finances, you know, uh, you know, God help us in our finance. Well, the question that I would ask in starting out is, have you been using your key when it comes to your finances, unlocking the blessed life when it comes to your finances? Have you been using your kingdom key of the tithe and not only the tithe because 10% is God's. It belongs to him. You give it to him. Uh, you can only bring it. You can. You got two options. You can either bring it or steal it when it comes to the tithe. But when you talk about offerings, that goes to a whole nother level too. You know, uh, the scripture in Malachi says, and I'll bring the tithe back into the storehouse, um, bring your offerings back into the storehouse, and I will rebuke the devourer. The devourer, that Hebrew word, is seed eater. Your offering is a seed. My goodness, I came to preach on something else today. I came to give you another key, and here I am with this. But I think this is one easy way for us to really wrap our minds around it. You start talking about money, people will start paying attention. So, uh, but, but it's a kingdom key. When you bring that offering, it is a seed. Stop expecting harvest where you have not given seed. Your tithe is not a seed. You, you, can, you can't give what doesn't belong to you. But an offering you can give because that comes from your 90%. And when you give and sow a seed, you can expect a harvest. You can expect a return on that seed being sown. Amen, brothers and sisters. So uh, Kingdom Keys, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, we've had some technical difficulties with uh, some of our services there at uh, the church. And so the key that I'm giving today was actually part one of this. Um, you know, so I think you've gotten love, which was really part two. 
um, and some of these are, are off in order, but you know, they don't necessarily go in order either. And you'll understand what I'm saying with that. Um, to once you listen to some of these things, they don't necessarily have to be in order. So it's okay for us to do it like this, but I want to talk to you felt the leading of the Lord to talk to you today about kingdom key, which was obedience, a kingdom key of obedience. And so I just want to take a little bit of your time today to break this thing down. I'm going to try to break it all the way down. Come on, somebody. And I believe that your life is going to be blessed. I believe that kingdom revelation will be all over this word today. And you will, uh, you know, after listening to this message, after listening to this podcast today, you are going to know more about the kingdom and how it works and how it functions and how it operates on a greater level. Amen. Amen. So let's jump right into the word. I'm going to be coming to you from Deuteronomy uh, chapter 28, and I'm going to be starting in verse one. Here we go. Kingdom keys, obedience. So now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I'm commanding you today, that the Lord your God will put you high above the nations of the earth and all these blessings will come to you and reach you if you obey the Lord your God. By the way, blessing is a state of being. It is not a transaction. So he tells them all these blessings, this state of being will come your way uh, when you are careful to obey the word of the Lord. So verse 3 here, blessed will you be in the city and blessed will you be in the country. Blessed will you be, will be the children of your womb, the produce of your ground, the offspring of your animals, the newborn of your herd, and the young of your flock. Blessed will be your basket and knitting bow. Blessed will you be when you come in, and blessed will you be going out. Verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated by you. They will go out against you one way and will flee at your presence seven, seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing for you in your barns and in everything that you put your hand to, and he will bless you in the land that the Lord is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people to himself as he swore to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the lord that means for his name's sake he is going to bless you and they will be afraid of you and the lord will give you more than enough prosperity oh lord there is that word prosperity did y'all know that that is actually in the bible hmm in the children of your womb and the offspring of your livestock and the produce of your ground and the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you, the Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens to give rain to your land and in its season and to bless every work of your hand. And you will lend to many nations, but you will not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will be above and not beneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I am commanding you today to follow them carefully and do not turn aside from any of the words which I'm commanding you today to the right or to the left and to pursue other gods and serve them. But if. You do understand that covenant means if you then I'll. Are we not in covenant with the Lord God Almighty? Watch this now, but if you shall come about, if it shall come about, if you do not obey the Lord your God, to be careful to follow his commandments and his statutes, which I'm commanding you today, 
that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed will you be in the city, and cursed will you be in the country. Cursed will your basket and netting bowl. Cursed will be the children of your womb, the produce of your ground, the newborn of your herd, and the offspring of your flock. Cursed will you be when you come in, and cursed will you be when you go out. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray over the next couple of moments that you would help me to preach and teach this word over the airwaves and that God, wherever your people listen to it, they will be pricked in their hearts, that there will be a hunger for obedience, which will bring about the blessing of the Lord. Help me to teach and and preach today in Jesus name. Amen. 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 So I mentioned it. A minute ago, please excuse me. I've been dealing with a a pretty rough cough over the last couple of weeks, actually, and just haven't been able to kick it. So please excuse me if you hear that in the microphone today. But in Matthew chapter 16, Peter makes his famous profession uh, when Jesus asks, who do people say that I am? Who do men say that I am? And Peter says, you're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. And Jesus goes on to say, you are correct, Peter. On this rock, upon your confession, I will build my church. And the ecclesia, right, the called out ones, Uh, you know, I will build my church. I will build me a body upon the called out ones. Amen. You know, Jesus throws a bone to the seeker in this set of scriptures because his statement after is, I'm going to give keys to the individuals who believes like you, Peter. I am going to give them keys, Peter. Those who have that same confession, those who have that same type of talk, those who have that same type of belief system, Peter. I am going to give them keys to the kingdom of God and they will be able to unlock what is in heaven where the kingdom is from and pull it into the earth. Oh, I'm trying not to get excited but I'm about to get started because I'm telling you folks, these keys unlock things in the heavenly realms and they bring them into this earthly realm. That's what Jesus wants to do with us. He wants to pull what is finished in the heavens and pull them into the earth and we partake of them and we give them to the world around us. Amen. 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 So Jesus makes this statement here, and you have to pay attention to the keys, meaning there, there as an S on the end of that, meaning that it's plural. So over these teachings that I'm going to be given, I'm talking about the keys to the kingdom. So that means there, there's more than one. There, there is plural. And so we're talking about obedience today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear you now. Y'all just really shouted Wherever you was when I said obedience, um, where you're, you're there in the gym with your headphones on, you just, man, you felt that, didn't you? But uh, most likely not, because most likely a lot of people um, aren't interested in hearing preachers when they talk about obedience. You know, you also need to understand that obedience is, is multifaceted, multi-surfaced. It's multidimensional, uh, meaning you have obedience to God, but you also have obedience to man. Ah, uh-huh. Now you really checked out on me, didn't you? But there is obedience to God, and there is also um, obedience to man. Amen? Uh, so, did you catch what our initial text said earlier, though? You know, and by the way, I know there's some troll out there on the internet uh, maybe you're even listening right now and you're saying, well, Deuteronomy 28 is specifically for the children of Israel. And that that's not for us today. Well, the Bible said that we've been grafted and chosen into Israel. 
So before you come at me with that nonsense, you need to go ahead and read the whole Bible. That's in Romans chapter 11. Uh, but we've been grafted and chosen into Israel. Your, your Bible, the living word of God, gave you a key to unlock something. God, while speaking through Moses, told them, if you are careful to obey all that I command you, I am going to bless you. This, this, folks, this is called a principle in the word. For all those folks that say, well, that's Deuteronomy 28. That's for the children of Israel. That's not for us today. Well, is the Ten Commandments for us today? Okay, some things supersede errors. Some things supersede and are able to still have the same strength no matter what era and what generation they are spoken in. Um, but God says, I'm going to bless you if you will listen to me. I'm going to bless you if you will listen to my commands. If you're careful to do all that I commanded you. By the way, the Holy Spirit is commanding and speaking to you every single day within you and within your spirit as a believer. And he is saying, if you're careful to do all that I've commanded you, if you're diligent to be careful to obey me, I'm going to give you a key to unlock something that is going to make you different from everybody else around you. There it is. God is saying, I want to bless you. I don't want to make you distinct. I want to make you different, but it's going to take you walking in obedience. And when you walk in obedience, I'll rise you high above all the other nations around you. I'll rise you high. Above all the other folks around you, you'll be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. Come on, somebody. Blessed would be the next generation and the fruit of your womb. Blessed will be the produce of your ground, meaning they was going to have plenty to eat. They would have plenty of money. They would have plenty of, of economy because crops was currency in the Old Testament. You will be blessed going in and blessed coming out. Your enemies will come at you one way, but they will flee from you seven different ways. The Lord will, watch this, command a blessing on your barns. I don't know about you, but I would love to hear the Lord command a blessing on my finances, command a blessing on my children, command a blessing on my barns, command a blessing on everything that I put my hand to, which mm, blessed be everything that you put your hand to. You know, when you walk in obedience, God says, I'll open the storehouse of heaven and rain down blessings on you. You will be so blessed. You'll be lending to other nations. The church isn't supposed to be broke, y'all. We're supposed to be the bank. He said, I'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath the lender and not the borrower. Come on, is there anybody listening to this today that can get excited about obedience, that can begin to shift your thinking from obedience is just trying to get somebody to, to have me obey them and get me to uh, do what they're telling me to do and be a little do boy or a little do. No, no, obedience unlocks something for you when you're obedient to God and when you're obedient to the leadership that God puts you underneath by the way i'll get to that here in a minute but but it takes obedience to both sides of this thing when you walk in obedience it commands a blessing from the lord and guess what he's not a man that he should lie come on somebody he's also told you something very important here he's told you something great here that if you walk in obedience to my word i'm gonna take you to another level i'm going to make you different i'm going to make you distinct from everybody else around you God says, I've given you a key to bring heaven into the earth. Did you know that there's no lack in heaven? Did you understand also that there is complete obedience in heaven? The one guy who tried to revolt in heaven, he fell down like lightning, meaning he fell immediately. You know, with lightning, it's so fast that you don't even see it until after it's already gone. <laughs> Y'all catch that. Lightning is so fast, you only see it after it's gone. That's how quick 
uh, disobedience was dealt with in the heavenly realms. But God is saying if you walk in obedience, it's a key that unlocks these promises to you. It's a promise in his word to you. He says, I'm trying to bless you. I want to bless you, but I can't bless you if you will not obey me. If you want to disobey me, I actually have some other promises for you. Disobedience. It's also a key. It's just not a key to the kingdom. It's a key because it will unlock things in your life. You know, this might not preach as good, but I still got to preach it because when you walk in disobedience to the things that God has called you, you'll be cursed in the city, cursed in the countryside. Cursed will be the fruit of your produce. Cursed will be the seed that you sow, the business you run, the job that you have, the ministry you trying to start. He says, cursed shall be your offspring and the fruit of your Lord. Cursed you shall be coming in. Cursed you shall be going out. He says, cursed and confused will you be. He will rebuke instead of bless what you put your hand to, your enemies will defeat you and they will come at you one way and you'll flee seven ways. Yikes. It sounds like this key of obedience is a big deal. Mm. You know, we're talking about the curses of disobedience brings, but, but let's not forget this either. Not once in the scriptures did he say that you would stop being his kids, but he's telling you, you're setting yourself up for a lot of pain. If you want to walk in disobedience to the things that I'm calling you to, this isn't about salvation. This is about blessing and cursing. This is about a state of being. It's sad because I see so many Christians and there are so many believers not walking in the fullness of God and they're not walking the fullness of God and the blessing of God because they won't listen to him. They're saved. They got salvation. They go to church, but they will not apply any of the kingdom principles and the kingdom things that he has called them to. And they can't figure out why life keeps throwing them haymakers and they never are able to pull ahead. You know, I'm not here to judge anybody's salvation, but at what point, let me ask you this question too. At what point does sin turn into rebellion? Because you can only not listen for so long until it becomes that. First Samuel chapter 15, 22 through 23, the Bible says this. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings as sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. Watch this. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord. He has also rejected you from being king. This is a scary thought to know that Saul here continues to be disobedient and not adhere to the voice and the words of God. Because he is a people pleaser. He doesn't wipe out the nation of Amalek as God has instructed him because he wants to be a people pleaser. The people convinced him to save the livestock and take it for themselves, which was money, and spare the king. And in return, he is in disobedience. Those two things represent something. The people wanted to spare the livestock because of finances and money. That they wanted to spare the king for politics. So they want to be politically correct and they wanted to reap benefits on finances. Oh, I ain't got time to mess with that. But boy, do we not deal with that in America? 
But watch this now. I'm going to help somebody today. Partial listening is full disobedience. Let me repeat that. Partial listening is full disobedience. He did 80% of what God had asked him to do. And Samuel makes a profound statement. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Let's deal with one at a time. Rebellion, did you know there is a, when we deal with rebellion, you know that rebellion and sin, there's a big difference between the two. The Hebrew word for sin means to miss the mark. It's descriptive of archery and missing the target. Rebellion is when you know you're not supposed to be doing something, but you're doing it anyways. Sin means you're trying to do what's right, but you had a hiccup along the way. In rebellion, you aren't aiming for anything. You're doing your own thing. You're telling God, my my way's better. I'm doing what I need to do, what I want to do. And God is saying here, in his eyes, rebellion is like you practicing witchcraft. Let me ask you a question real quick. Do you think that God is out here blessing witches? Let me move on. Iniquity and adultery. Idolatry. God says when you are being stubborn to do his will, it is iniquity and idolatry. Iniquity. Anytime you hear that word iniquity in the Bible, you need to think of inward iniquity, meaning it's that inward sin. It's that sin that you think nobody sees or knows about. It's that inward sin that you think nobody has heard about or could see. And maybe they aren't because you're hiding it. You know, when somebody gets bruised, the blood is trapped inwardly. He was bruised for our iniquities, crushed for our transgressions. Jesus came to pay for your iniquity too. Idolatry. Idol. God is saying when you're being stubborn about the things I have asked you to do and you refuse to do them. God is saying when you're being stubborn about the things I've asked you to do and you refuse to do them, whatever it is that you are refusing to do has now become an idol in your life. You're not trusting God and you have now elevated the thing above God and said that it's more important than you trusting in God. That's what an idol is. And he says when you're being stubborn and you're you just refusing to do the thing that God has asked you to do, you've raised that thing up to be an idol in your life. Just give you a couple examples here. Example one, when you don't trust God with your finances, with your tithe to be obedient to what God is doing, and you're in rebellion or you're you're being stubborn about it, he says, test me in this and see if this doesn't unlock the windows of heaven. There's a key, right? You've now, watch this, you've now elevated 10% of your check above your relationship with God because you refuse to listen to him. You're being stubborn and listening to him. Not the whole check is more important to you than God. 10% of your check is more important to you than God. You trust that holding on to 10% is going to put food on your table more than you trust that God is going to put 10% on the table. That's just one example. Hey, don't shoot me. Don't shoot the messenger. That's just an example I'm giving. Let me give you another example. Watch this one. When you're stubborn and you hold on to the relationship that God told you to get out of, Ah, here we go. Let me clap into this microphone real quick because so many of us do. Let's leave money out of this. Let's talk about your relationships that you keep getting yourself into that God has told you to run from. 
and you've now elevated that person above your trust level with God. You're saying, God, I don't trust that you're going to send me a spouse. I don't I don't trust that you're going to send me a wife. I don't trust that you're going to send me a husband. I'm putting my faith in me going and tracking uh, down a relationship, hunting down a relationship and staying in it when the individual has given you evidence and proof that they're not the one for you. And God's told you to get your stuff and, and get out of there. But you've got this shiny little idol there of this relationship. And God is saying, if you want to walk in disobedience to what I've called you to separate yourself from, you're going to end up hurt and a lot of pain. So we have obedience to God and then we have obedience to man. You know, as we're wrapping up this section with obedience to God, I hope you understand and are seeing that obedience to God is important. James says this, says it like this, faith without works is dead. Meaning you have faith in God, but if your actions, but if your actions, if your disobedience, if your obedience, excuse me, if your obedience doesn't line up, it means nothing. Do you know and understand that Exodus 23, 22, the Bible says this, but if you indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. This is an amazing scripture that says when you walk in obedience to God, when you walk in obedience, you qualify yourself for God to set his face against your enemies. And I don't know about you. But I'm going to tell you right now, I want God to set his face against my enemies because the Bible says that vengeance is the Lord's, not yours. God knows how to handle your enemies better than you do. Amen. So let's move on real quick, talking about obedience to men just for a couple of seconds here. So obedience to men. The Bible gives plenty of instruction on this as well you know i've been telling you there is a commanded blessing on obedience but also told you that obedience in the earth is twofold obedience to man and obedience to god we've dealt with obedience to god now let's deal with it towards men well preacher give me some bible for that don't worry i will here you go hebrews thirteen seventeen. obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say their work is to watch over your souls and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Y'all hear them people all the time. You might even be one. Who does that preacher think he is? Who, who does that pastor think he is? Told me to forgive that person. Doesn't he know what they did to me? Who, who who does he think he is telling me to pray and read my Bible? Doesn't he know how busy I am? Who who does he think he is telling me I shouldn't shack up with my girlfriend? We love each other. We're thinking about getting married. Who who does he think he is telling me to give tithes and offerings to the kingdom of God? Do you understand this? This is talking about spiritual leaders. And did you catch what the Bible just says? It says, obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say, for they're watching over your soul. If a spiritual leader is teaching the word, is teaching you the word, teaching you kingdom principles, Christian values, calling you higher, he's not doing it for his own good. By the way, when you preach Christian principles, values, kingdom principles, you, you call people higher, it doesn't make you the most popular guy in the world because we live in a society where ain't nobody going to tell us what to do. We ain't going to sit underneath anybody. 
that's the type of society that we live in. But it's contrary to what the kingdom of God preaches. But but this shepherd, this pastor, this fivefold ministry person, this leader, this mentor in your life who's given you these things, these kingdom principles, Christian values, calling you higher, as a shepherd that watches out for your soul. A good shepherd watching out for your soul knows if you do all these things and you walk in obedience, you will be blessed. And the heart of every good shepherd is to see his people blessed. This is for your good. This is for your benefit. Titus 3.1 says, remind the believers to submit to government and its officers. They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. The entire book of Romans 13 is about obedience to man. It states that all authority is God ordained, even the bad ones. Why? Because God works all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Amen. Hebrews says Jesus learned obedience through what he suffered. Takes suffering and obedience to a whole nother level, doesn't it? Colossians 3.22, slaves, obey your human masters in everything, not with eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for people, knowing that it is from the Lord that you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. This is talking about your boss at work. This is talking about your leadership at your work. We don't have slaves anymore, but this was also, you got to understand sometimes slavery in uh, biblical times, people would do this to pay their debts and they called it slavery because you had to work, work for it until you paid off your debt. This wasn't, uh, you know, slavery, like what was horrifically done in America, um, you know, uh, early on in the, in our history before slavery was abolished. Um, this was different. So he's talking about your boss at work. Obey and do a good job because you're working and representing. You are representing Christ to your boss. But we want to complain about our bosses and talk behind their back and disrespect them, uh, you know, to their face. And God is saying, uh-uh, no way. You better watch out what you're doing because you're going to bring out a curse on your life. Matthew seven twenty one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord. Will enter the kingdom of heaven, but one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, in other words, not everyone who has simply confessed me as Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. Now Jesus has took this to a whole other level because he is saying obedience is also a key to enter into the kingdom of God. He says, If you love me, you will obey my commands. If salvation is about relationship and your relationship status is based off of your obedience, it all ties it together. It sounds like obedience is super important. And we as the church better get a hold of this key to not only unlock blessing in our life and to keep curses locked up, but also so that we can unlock a relationship. And in return with that relationship, we can receive salvation and in return Get the key to salvation, which is him. You know, I want to be very serious for just the last couple of moments on the show. When Jesus makes that statement. That if you love me, you obey my commands. He is equating your level of obedience to do you really love him or not. He's taking this to a whole nother level because he is saying love is an action. It's not a 
ooey-gooey feeling you get when an individual walks in the room, but love is determined and established by the way that you treat someone or something. And so obedience is taken to a whole nother level. Can I just say this? It will unlock blessing in your life. You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll be above and not beneath. You'll be the lender, not the borrower. Bless shall you be coming in. Bless shall you be going out. And all of those wonderful things that we preachers love to preach. But can I tell you something else? Obedience can unlock love. Y'all have already heard uh, part two, which was love. Um, but if you don't love the Lord, you can't walk in obedience to him. So I want you to do a self-evaluation right now and say, man, am I walking in obedience to the things that God has called me to do? Not that you're perfect, not that you never make a mistake, but on a day-to-day basis, are you walking in obedience to the lifestyle that God has called you to live? And if you are not walking in obedience and in that lifestyle of obedience, You need to do a heart check and an evaluation today, because if you're not walking in obedience to the Lord, Jesus says you don't love him. And if you don't love him, you can't be in relationship with him. And if you're not in relationship with him, there is no salvation for you. My friends, let's do a heart check. Let's evaluate where we really are with God. Ask God to give us the courage and the strength. And the hearing of the Holy Spirit. So we know which direction to turn. We know which way to which way to take. And we can walk in obedience to the Lord. You know it's hard to walk into obedience to something that you can't hear. So Lord I ask that you would help us to hear your Holy Spirit. And to obey your Holy Spirit. In the precious name of Jesus Lord. Allow these listeners to not hear your voice loud. But to hear your voice clear. Lord we need clarity. So that we can walk in obedience. Lord, help us to develop a relationship with you. To honor you and to love you in everything that we say and in everything that we do. Lord, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the show today. We will be releasing these every Tuesday morning. Be on the lookout. Get your notifications ready to go um, so that you can tune in and listen. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you would like to support the ministry of the Recovery to Recovered podcast, you could go to canvascheppieville.com or bethebushministries.com. If you're enjoying the content that you are receiving here on the show, you can also follow me on social media on TikTok at Pastor Caleb Mack, as well as Instagram, Pastor Caleb Mack, and on Facebook under Caleb McCall. Be blessed. Until next time on the Recovery to Recovered podcast.